Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creative problem solvers and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. This week, I am here with Anne Villegas. Anne, say what's up to the people. Hello. <laughs> God. And uh, welcome to the podcast. We're super stoked to have you. You are um, the founder and the editor-in-chief of ESA Magazine. And it's a recent launch. It's a digital uh, magazine, from what I understand, yeah? Uh, That's right, and I want yeah. you to kind of introduce yourself, let people know who you are. And used to be, by the way, I'm going to jump in on your introduction just before you even get to introduce yourself. And used to be my barista at Starbucks. Uh, and yeah. she was the bomb and there was such a cool vibe mm. at that time it's like a year ago now um, yeah and, two years actually it's two years ago yeah. and like mm-hmm. that whole original crew was really cool and down to earth and we were just even now catching up before we started recording and now is starting in a new venture like when i met you you were in school I was and still in you're school. now doing so much uh new stuff please tell the people who you are what you're doing Okay, thank you. Okay, so my name is Anne, and I am a writer, I'm a reader, and I'm also the founder and editor-in-chief of my own magazine. So basically, Issa Magazine is an independent online publication that aims to like amplify the voices of BIPOC youth and young women. So although we are inclusive to like the it's a really long one. It's the LGBTQ plus community. We're open to everyone, but I, my priority is BIPOC. So, um, yeah, so that's my aim through shared art and voices. I just really want everyone to have fun and have this open and safe space because awesome. that's what we really need right now. I, I think it's super timely. Um, I don't want to jump ahead mm-hmm too fast so no, no. to break it down for people <laughs> what i'm gonna let you explain what is bipoc i know what it is and it, it's very it, more yeah. than ever now do you hear about this term give us your take go ahead sure so bipoc stands for black indigenous um people of color so that's i fall under that category but also um especially now it's it's crazy what's happening. I mean, Wednesday was a sad day, as you know, yep. with um, Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Uh, not surprised, but very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. So it's a very hard time right now. But that's my, yeah, that's my goal because it's a very sad time. And I feel like a lot of people, especially like me, like creatives like me, like I find art and like storytelling so healing. So I right. feel like if I offer like this media platform, uh, and like, you know, I spark their creativity and just so they can heal and just go through this devastating time. And it's just too much is happening. There's COVID and it's, ah, it's too much. So but I'm like, hoping like this I said does before, something. This is such a timely project that you have, this platform mm-hmm. that you're creating, because more than anything, we need to, I think, flood the airwaves and social media and people's brains with positive um uh, characteristics and positive stories and different truth 
um, from a perspective of somebody who is a person of color, uh, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of pain in that community right now with what's happening around the world. And then to, to then have a platform which is now elevating that community, I think that's mm -hmm. something that, you know, is super powerful in this moment because it helps. I'm, I'm picturing like a 12 or 14 year old who gets to read some of your articles and they get to not just hear the, the news of people who have been shot and killed, but they also get to hear yeah. the powerful stories of maybe transformation in someone's life or um, journalistic uh, uh, editorial pieces from a perspective that is more similar to them. And we don't just hear about negative things, but we also see positive things as well. I wanted to start with you, the yeah. journey and like, how did sure. you come up with this idea? Okay, yeah, so I'll give you a whole backstory because um, I was a different person Yeah. three months ago, definitely. Um, I was going through a lot. I was working my nine to five, so that was, that was a whole journey. But basically, um, I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with my job. Um, I just felt very stagnant, and there was just no growth. And I don't know. It was just a lot of self-doubt was happening. And like to encounter like my self-doubt, I was like writing a lot because I was going through a really tough time. And as I said, like writing is my way of healing. And it helped me a lot because I was in a very bad like mental situation. It was it was it was terrible, but um, I got through it. So basically it was I quit my job <laughs> in June. <laughs> Wow. So I quit. I made a decision. Um, I also talked to like obviously my partner and was like, can I do this? But and he's like, you're not happy. And I'm like, I know I'm not. So I did it. I quit my job. It was a very hard decision because that meant I'm running on my own now. I have no savings. And like, I don't, you know, I don't apply for CERB or like EI because I chose to quit. So financially, it was ugh whatever it, it was hard so I just had to and you're that. just beginning your career like you know you're a really young person yeah. this is what you're yeah. like you're supposed to be like doing the was, career stuff I know exactly I was supposed to go up but I was like no nah, it's not it wasn't my path so at least I realized at a young age because I realized like yeah I, I have so much to go I have so much years left in me so I should be fine so I did that decision and so basically I'll tell you it was the, I know the date and the time because it was just so special so basically it was June 5th and around 2 to 3 a.m I was like you know what I'm gonna start my own magazine because um something happened basically leading up to that um and like as a writer as a freelance writer you're pitching a lot of stories and um you may hear back or you may not. So it's just like a whole, it's a whole cycle of like, are you going to get rejected or not? So basically a right. publication got back to me. I got accepted. Like my pitch was good. I wrote the whole piece and they're like, oh, amazing. Thank you. And they're like, we'll post it next week. And then next week came nothing. And then another week came nothing. Oh. And I followed up and it was, okay, you know what? I had to let it go. Had to let it go. So basically <laughs> at 2.30 in the morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to make my own magazine. I'm going to make my own opportunities because honestly, I can do it. I just need to do research and I can do it. So I was, this is what I did. I was like, what's a good name? I want a name that connects with like where I'm from. So I was like, hey, what's um, what's a good word in Tagalog, like in my language? And yeah. I was like, oh, Isa is a good one. Isa means one. So it's like 
obviously it means a lot of things. Anyone can, there's a lot of connotations or whatever you want to take it. But one is like, you know, you think of a collective, you think of mm-hmm. unity. So I did that. I was like, you saw a magazine. Let me see if this exists. So I was searching it up on Google and I saw there was nothing. I was like, oh my God, okay. Like the last person who did use Esau magazine was in the U.S. in like 1989 or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Were you so even like, born I'm yet? Fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I wasn't even born yet. I was born in 97. So I was like, okay, I think I'll, I should be fine. <laughs> yeah, so I did my research and I was like, okay, this is possible. No one has this name. So now I actually, Esau Magazine is actually copyrighted to me. I, like I signed it up for um, for Ontario. Trademark, like, yeah. Trademark, not trademark because I can't afford that, but it was copyright under IPO. So nice. I'm official. So let's, yeah, I don't know. So that happened. So basically it started from that day. And then for two and a half months, I did a lot of research, like endlessly, like not only gathering information, like what, you know, the other competitions are doing, but I wanted to stand out. So as I was like gathering inspo, I was also like questioning myself, like what can make my like magazine stand out because there's so much noise so i was like you know what with everything that's going on like there's this gap that needs to be filled like there's no publication is that has like editor-in-chiefs who are like people of color like there's no one like maybe there's there's a few in canada but there's not a lot so i was like you know what i need to do this and i'm doing it so hmm, here i am now (laughs) you went from ideation to execution real fast eh oh yeah yeah so yeah, it, it was fast. like it was like one of those things where it, it kind of just got momentum. That's what I'm hearing. I I yeah. first heard about it. You wrote an article. Was it in Medium or LinkedIn? Um, it wasn't on Medium. It was on. It was another publication called Magazine. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it was on yeah. there, and I read your article. And I was like, oh my gosh, you come come on the podcast, and you're like, actually. I'm actually launching a magazine, yeah. like you know, in a month and a half. Do you, are you okay if I come on your podcast then? I'm like, wow, so launching a magazine in in, in in ninety days, not even. How is this even gonna work? Not even like not forty five yeah. days, right? Like, and, and before you knew it, you had the IG handle, and I think you had a couple a photo shoot. Like things were happening, and, it, and it's not just the exterior. You actually had articles uh um i guess that you were working on because you guys mm-hmm. launched and it's an official platform and, and there are contributors um yeah i think it's commendable i feel like the time that we live in now is really for young people um and what you're doing is kind of what uh, a lot of people want to do inside mm-hmm. of them they're like i don't inside know of them, how yeah. I don't know how, but oh, I'm currently working at a job that I'm not necessarily 100% fit, fulfilled in. And at the mm-hmm. same time, I see something that I'm passionate about or that's something that I see that I can add value in. How do I not do the thing that I want to do and do the thing that I really want to do? That's a very tough decision. And yeah. like you said, right, like you're, you're 97, so you're 23 years old. You're at the trajectory yeah. of at the beginning portion of your uh, professional career post mm-hmm. um, post education. And yeah. and now to see that type of transformation is very, very big. So I want to talk about a little bit um, even more. I know you said you were unhappy with your job. Yeah. I know you. I know you were working as a social media marketer, right? Like you are a social media uh, yeah. manager. Um, yeah. So, which is, again, 
a lot of people would assume is something would be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I made that's it. That's amazing. Like, yeah. That's amazing, right? That's, uh, that's one of those new I jobs that. Mm-hmm. that everyone is so excited about. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a TikToker. I'm a social media manager. I'm a marketer, <sighs> right? Like people would love to have it's your a job. Cool na- yeah, it's a cool title, but they don't realize, oh, there's so much that goes behind the scenes. And it's, oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but sorry, so I keep going. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I, I was just, I was just saying, what do you feel in regards to people oh. who are in that same predicament? Because mm-hmm. I really do think that people have these desires, but they don't see the way out, and that's yeah. kind of you know, how do you balance the passion and the purpose? With I got bills to pay too, right? Like ah! <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, I feel like I'm kind of a not a bad example, but honestly, I just went for it. That's honestly what I did. I mean, I did, you know, did a pros and cons list, and you know, I made sure like my partner and like the people I'm around, um, their voice is also included because you know my actions affect them too. For sure. So yeah, so um, honestly, go for it if you can, because I think it's a privilege of mine to be able to do this I mean I just have a really loving partner because without him I don't think I could be doing this because um he has my savings he is I told him like hey when I run out of money can you please um help me out and he's like yes okay so (laughs) honestly (laughs) I'm just so thankful for him I mean um yeah so if you have like I don't know if you have a parent or like a family that can help you out I mean that's really important but I just want the time to do it so now's the time. It's yeah. very hard for someone like me, right? I'm 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 11 years older than you, to mm-hmm. then let's say drop everything without a plan. So yeah. I feel like when you're in your 20s, that's your time to figure out what works. What are you happy doing? How, where do you need to be? And don't just do the things that are that you feel are mandatory because those constructs are kind of breaking down right now. It, yeah. I grew up in the era where it's like, you should be married by like 22, 23, have kids by 25 and own a oh home gosh. by 25, all that type of stuff. And that is all crumbling away. Yeah, the generation that's not a that, thing anymore. No, that's yeah. not a thing anymore. The, the no. way that you're growing yeah. up is very different. And I think yeah. when you're young now, instead of, hitching yourself up to all of these responsibilities really early on, I think young mm-hmm. people have a huge advantage to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to be, I don't know, even if it's a little bit reckless, but youth allows <laughs> you to be a little bit reckless and say, yeah. maybe I'll quit my job and I'll do something else. Yeah. No, like, um, honestly, because like, like growing up too, like honestly, like during like my project, because like this was a passion project. And honestly, I think I'm just, it's not even a project anymore. It's like work now, but no one knew about it. Not even my family, right. not even, not even Ian's family, like my partner's family. Like I was doing this in secret because I was just not ashamed, <laughs> but so embarrassed because like this doesn't make any money, right? Like, I don't know. They just have like different values, especially Asian families. So mm-hmm. I was just, I just couldn't tell them. So I was doing it in secret. Um, and like growing up, I always thought, oh, like I'll be married by 25. Like I thought mm-hmm. that too, but nah, that's, that's not happening with what the way things are for? now. Um, I went for media studies at okay. University of Gulf Humber. Yeah. 
And you you um, were on a pathway to get to maybe a job in that, maybe media relations or communications. Yeah. So I was I specialized in PR, and then um, I did have a handful of experiences, like in an agency, and then my my nine to five was. Um, it was like it was a private job. It was a it was at a like not a clinic. It was at her house. Right, <laughs> so I was right. a social media specialist for her, and um, it was just a lot of it was too much. I don't even know how to explain it. Like when you work for someone and the environment isn't the one that you can thrive in, it's it really does a lot to you mentally and like you know physically too. So. Yeah, so I was like, I need to go. <laughs> like as simple as that. I was like, I gotta go. I need to be. I, I need to be happy and thriving, and that's what I am doing now. So, so I'm here. What, are, what? Okay. So I, I want to talk quickly about. I know we talk about the um, Black Indigenous people of color, but you oh, also yes. have a strong um, connection for young and inspiring, aspiring women as well with the brand. Uh, mm-hmm. I obviously, I'm, I'm assuming relation, you are a woman, you want to in, empower women, but we also yeah. live in a world where women don't always get the same opportunities as men do. And the voices that are being most uh, uh, oppressed and suppressed often are people of color, women, people of color. Exactly. Uh, so what? how did that become a passion for you? What are your goals in that regard? Okay, so... Um so basically, this whole idea of starting my own magazine, it stemmed from a personal epiphany, you know, like wanting to solve like a personal problem. But then mm-hmm. when you do when I did my like self-reflection, I was like, oh, like, it's bigger than me. It's obviously bigger than me. And so, yeah, it's bigger than me. And then now it's it's like it's like, hey, like, I'm not the only one going through this. I'm pretty sure a lot a lot more people, especially like, you know, like the black and indigenous community, women are experiencing it. Like they're down in the ladder. Like I'm kind of mm-hmm. in the middle because I'm an Asian woman, but for them, it's way worse. And like, how can I be a better ally? So I was like, not only just wanting to be a better person, but also like wanting to be a better ally and then just wanting to be like a better professional and this idea and not even just this idea, just like contributing to a problem, like offering a solution, like do, just doing what I can and yeah just trying to be a not a like you know what I mean like just just being like a good person and like letting it reflect in my work that I do so yeah yeah. I I I don't know how to put it into words (laughs) no I I totally get it I feel like we are in in an era where if you're waiting for the system or society um, like the constructs of society to self-remedy some of these issues, we're going to be waiting a long time, and we're yeah. going to we're going to need to rely on independent and free-thinking people to kind of create the platforms for revolution that we want to see. And it sounds mm-hmm. very militant and very like aggressive, but I think no, it, it's it, perfect. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. that's I agree with that. I think people have to kind of i know it's very cliche but it's cliche because it's true you it's have to true. be the change that you want to see and if there is a gap in narrative i don't think it's beholden or becoming to to wait on let's say uh, uh um provincial legislation or you know what i mean for anything like that yeah. to kind of change the status quo we have to then make those changes ourselves and i think that's the definition of community it's like 
we both lift each other up and mm-hmm. I see that you're hurting. And so empathy uh, requires me to maybe stop and to listen or, or it, it compels me to then hear your story. And it comes to this whole, this is why I love uh, reading, especially people like short stories and stuff like that is because you get such an insight into the way that wow. they're thinking and their perspective. And I never, you don't understand again, another cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. <laughs> you don't know someone's life until you walk a mile in their shoes. And yeah. a great example of, of that is when you get to read maybe a journal or an entry, a snapshot of their life. And I know that you're, you said you're a writer and you're, you're, uh, a reader and obviously you're the editor-in-chief of this I- i'm assuming you're in love with the story aspect of how ah. this transforms people's lives i am i really am sorry i keep screaming into the microphone because i'm <laughs> like <okay>. yeah <laughs> yeah i am <laughs> i really am i'm so in love like i'm i'm the happiest that i've ever been and i hope and like i've been told that like um my energy like especially now like it's inspiring a lot of people like I have a friend I'll just I'll call her out because she's um she told me in person but she was like her name's Claire so Claire I actually inspired her because I was like hey like I'm doing a magazine and she got really inspired so now she's like getting really into photography and she happens to be the lead photographer for Issa so it's just like oh my god I in a way I did that but it was Mm -hmm. also her but she was like no you sparked it and I'm like this is beautiful I want to I want to keep doing this and and yeah, I don't know, because a lot of creative people that I look up to inspire me. So it's just like a whole cycle. It just keeps 100%. going, going, going. What's, yeah. what's uh, um, something you're really proud of? I know you're just starting out with curating stories. Oh, um, yeah. What's something you're really proud of? A story that you kind of are like, wow, I never even I'm surprised by uh, some of the developments inside the story. Sure. Like. Do you mean like a published work that I've done or um, no anyone? Like I know you're, you're taking contributors as well. Oh and yeah, I, I am. You, yeah, so I on like on your IG feed you have uh, uh, I guess spotlights of different artists or different uh, writers that are on there right now uh, on the Issa profile. Talk about some of the people that yeah, are on there. Of course. So the current, um, the one that's already published right now, I have about four articles published and I think the most one because I'm proud of every like of every like obviously every piece but the one that like really like got me was um the illustrator piece that I uh I mean sorry the artist feature that I did on an illustrator from the Philippines like I can't believe I was able to connect with someone like back home because I've never been home and like Forever, like since 2005, I've never been back home. But with the power of social media, we got to connect. I reached out to her first and she was like, yes, of course. And then I did a piece on her and her interview was really good. Like she's so creative and I don't know. It was just like, I guess that distance thing that's surprising me. I'm like, I can't believe I'm like global. But I don't know. It's I'm very (laughs) proud of that. (laughs) that What type of artist was she? What was was some of the messaging that she was talking about? Yeah. So she's a freelance illustrator and a graphic designer. And Mm -hmm. her art is very dreamy, very whimsical. But um, she did open up about, oh, like I asked her um, in one of my questions. I was like, how do you find like, what does art mean to you? And she did a whole like... spill on like how art is like transforms her life and just how art is so like it's a beautiful thing like there's so much more like as you said like when you don't know what someone's going through unless like you know you read a story but for her it's like for art when you like analyze something 
Like it's there's so much meaning, but you just you have to do the work. So I don't know. It's read the article. It's amazing. She she wrote it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I'm so sorry. I'm no, I, I think it's, I think <laughs> it's great. I'm, I, I, I know which one you're talking about because I remember scrolling through on Instagram and yeah. she very much had a very dreamy. Um, Jean, yeah, her name is Jean. Yeah, her name mm-hmm. is Jean. That's exactly yeah. right. But mm-hmm. her inspiration, and you get to kind of see a lot of the work that she is is putting in and her perspective on it yeah. by the interview that you're doing with her. So I think it's really again like it's such a powerful uh, perspective, it's such a powerful community to have that. And I think the more you engage with people, like you said, even in other parts of the world, the more you realize, listen, we're actually the same. We're actually, you know, <laughs> Issa, that's the whole point, right? Like we're yeah. all actually we're... more alike than we even care to uh, uh, realize sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's Sorry. very, I, th- I just think it's powerful whenever you see those type of things in, inside of community where it's like, oh, I never could have understood anything about you or what you're going through unless I came to have a, maybe a more closer understanding to the type of person you are. And when, yeah. you're, when you're that type of person and you see how they react and how they play that back to you, you're like, oh, I never could have known you were kind of thinking the way that I was thinking or <laughs> I was thinking the way that you were thinking. And those are the only ways that I think you can break down divides if you want to have that oneness, if you want to have those type of uh, perspectives be a global perspective. Um, I think we have to appreciate other people's points of view without necessarily tearing them down or disvaluing who they are, but rather um, empowering them to speak from from their own truth and who they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that's that's honestly the goal because like there's so much power in like sharing stories and listening and like just giving light to like an individual and let them let them talk without disrupting them because I think that's the best thing ever like to be your authentic self you know what I mean so if you give them that power like there's there's so much like there's so much that they can say they can do Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's nice being in a community like especially the ESOC community because I've only been launched for a month now but (laughs) I've connected with so much like cool people I would have never met if it wasn't for this platform so it's 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 really cool <laughs> so what what's the plan for the future how does isa become profitable or sustainable like how how do you yeah. plan on doing all of that so honestly sometimes i just feel like i don't know what i'm doing but um i'm reading a lot like i'm listening to like just a lot of like podcasts and like watching like TED Talks and like watching videos and like just seeing what other people have done and how they built their own empire. But it's obviously going to be a lot of work. But um, one of my because I in my head, it's like I need deliverables. I need like a path. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess like one of my closest goals right now is to launch and print. Um, That would be like a dream come true if I would if I could issue like my whole my own print publication because I'd be ah. That'd be a dream. So, I mean, it is possible because um, you can do a lot of, like, 
you can you can do it just self-publish and just make it work i so gotta connect a, you i gotta yeah. connect you i have <gasps> you know somebody who uh who's also going to be on this podcast as well what? um who has published their own magazine and it's in the storage you can go to chapters or indigo online and order it all across canada so oh we're going to again the community is going ah! to support you i'm and screaming we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> i'm screaming i'm so delighted ah! thank you yeah <laughs> i appreciate I, that i guarantee you once you uh, uh meet this person like they're going to be so in love with the type of stuff that you're doing but i oh think what you're what you're thinking is correct um mm-hmm. if you have a way to get it in people's hands it becomes a different stratosphere than just an online oh, yeah. venue and then you can kind of have parallel um like you could have online revenue but you could also have physical as well in terms of just in just of uh, uh, revenue just speaking revenue but i'm super excited mm-hmm. and of all the stuff that you're doing like this is from oh, again from like you. june <laughs> all the way to now we're seeing um a big shift in your whole life and like i've mentioned you know i feel a lot of people feel the way that you felt in the beginning of the summer where it was like man i'm really not happy and i don't see a way out and um i think a a strong message is especially if you are young and if you don't really have like all these different responsibilities (laughs) kind of take the leap you're never going to be more available, more free, uh-huh. more uh, um, capable of taking on this type of risk. And I genuinely believe young people, uh, this is kind of the way of the future. I don't know if we're going to have these type of jobs where you work, you know, your whole life yeah. and then you retire. It's not going to be like that forever. And mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is, and creative entrepreneurship is going to take a much bigger leap into how we um, not just make our living, but how we find our passion. And tell everybody where they can find you, where can they read the magazine, all the social yeah. media handles. Of course. So um, for anyone that's listening who actually wants to contribute, so our submissions are close at the moment because we have a lot of content that's scheduled that is scheduled to come out. But um, feel free to submit to me because um, I like before I do call for submissions, I like to connect with people and prioritize them, like the ones that are interested. So feel free to email me at and at isamagazine.com. But, uh, but you can also find us at isamagazine. I S A M A G A Z I N N E no N E E double mm-hmm. E's at the end um, on all platforms Twitter Facebook Instagram and LinkedIn so and of course our website so visit us read us support us and yeah it's gonna be it's a really cool community to be a part of. I definitely enjoy it and I think all the people listening to this podcast are going to enjoy it too. And thank you so much for being here. Have thank a good you, one. Bar. This you has been too. the More Life Podcast. Peace out. <laughs>